Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered for Super Wild Card Weekend. Giants versus Vikings, Dolphins versus Bills, Justin Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott versus Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow in an AFC North showdown. You can use our promo code BLEAVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the link in the description to this episode. Bet online where the game starts. San Diego Superchargers San Diego Chargers San Diego Superchargers San Diego Chargers charge we're coming your way. We're gonna dazzle you with our play. The time has come. You know we're shooting for number one. With thunderbolts and lightning, we'll light up the sky. We'll give it all we got and more with a supercharger try. San Diego, Superchargers, San Diego, Chargers, San Diego, Superchargers, San Diego, Chargers, Charge! All right, everybody, however and whenever it is you may be listening thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the take it easy podcast live on the believe podcast network except it isn't live because it is as always a podcast Welcome, 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 everybody. This is Wired Up, which used to stand for Week in Review plus Extra Discussion here on the Take It Easy podcast. This is our 130th episode of Wired Up, and as you've read in the episode title and heard at the beginning of the show, this is a celebration of the Chargers losing after having a 27-point lead in the playoffs against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is just magical. Absolutely magical. Because if you know the San Diego sports curse, the San Diego sports curse is cruel. And it teaches you at a young age, nothing good will ever happen and all of your heroes will die. And that is is the San Diego sports curse. It's no championship since 1961. Nothing good will ever happen. All your teams will leave your city and that your sports heroes will die at young ages. And so I'm born and raised in San Diego. I left San Diego and don't plan to ever go back. I currently live in Sacramento, which, you know, I still have that loser mentality somewhere in my mind, liking the Sacramento Kings. And so... The Sacramento, San Diego weirdo sitting here enjoying watching the Chargers lose 
to the Jaguars is, is so excited to talk about this game, so excited to talk about this football game. By the way, we're recording this in the middle of Buffalo and Miami, so if something happens in Buffalo, Miami, you might hear me break for a second and come back, because right now it's Dolphins 24, Buffalo 20, and Josh Allen is throwing this game away. Josh Allen right now has three turnovers, including a, a fumble that went back for a touchdown, gave the Dolphins a short field on five consecutive possessions. Oof, it's a, it's a tough situation there. So anyways, back to the Chargers. The Chargers were leading 27-0 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars had five possessions left in the entire football game, and Trevor Lawrence went passing touchdown, passing touchdown, passing touchdown, passing touchdown, game-winning field goal. After Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions early on in the game, just the most amazing stat line that I have seen coming out of that box score, Trevor Lawrence ended up finishing that game 28 for 47, which comes out to below 65% passing. It's about 63, 64% completion percentage for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence finishes the game in the 60s of completion percentage for 288 yards, which is pretty good, you know, relatively speaking. The NFL offense has been down this year. When a team usually gets into desperation mode like that, you usually see upticks in passing numbers. So for Trevor Lawrence to finish with 288 means he did not have a lot of yards to begin that football game. Four passing touchdowns, as we just mentioned, four interceptions, took two sacks, and his passer rating finished 70.6. So Trevor Lawrence went from having an Urban Meyer level of bad game after he had thrown, if I remember correctly, 15 touchdowns to two interceptions in the entire six games or seven games in which they went six and one to make the playoffs. He threw four interceptions early. Asante Samuel had three picks. I was out to dinner for my friend's birthday and I'm checking the scoreboard and it's like 10 nothing Chargers, 17 nothing Chargers, 27 nothing Chargers, 30 to 10 Chargers. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, good on them for pulling off that victory. Now they'll get to go to Kansas City and, well, likely, I mean, I assume Cincinnati's going to win with Troy Brown starting or uh, for or Tony Brown starting for the Baltimore Ravens, but you saw the Chargers score uptick a little bit and then just little by little, the Jaguars come back with a touchdown, touchdown, and you look up and it's now 27-14 and then it's 30-21 to and then it's 30-28 to and then the Jaguars are lining up with three seconds to play to beat the Chargers. It wasn't even a Kirk Cousins or Phillip Rivers purgatory situation. It was the Chargers are just losing. The Jaguars are just moving the ball down the field against your against your defense. You're not really doing anything to stop them. And the Jaguars kick the game-winning field goal. Joey Bosa slams his helmet on the turf. I just put a smile on my face. A smile on my face to add to the pain and suffering of the Chargers franchise. Because if you know the story of the San Diego sports curse, which we've talked about over and over, and if, you t- hear, if you've heard my story before, I grew up caring way too much about sports. Way, way, way too much about sports as a child. And so I want to no longer care that much about sports while at the same time making sports my career early in life. And so... 
at this point, I look at what the Chargers used to mean to me and rooting for Phillip Rivers and my brother crying when they lost the 14-2 and playoff game against the Jets in 2010 and the team that had a, an interception of Tom Brady to go to the AFC Championship game with a 14-2 and team that Marlon McCree gets stripped after intercepting, recovered by the Patriots. They go down, win the game in overtime, just adding to the curse that is the San Diego Chargers as a child. And then they had the season where they had the number one offense and number one defense in the NFL, and they didn't make the playoffs in 2011. And then in 2013, they had a fun run. They made the playoffs as a sixth seed. They beat the Bengals. It was all fun. It was all well and good. Um, And then... All of a sudden, there's talks about the team moving and new stadiums in Inglewood and every year waiting to see what's going to happen to the Chargers. And in their last game in San Diego, when they had to make a choice after the season as to whether or not they were going to stay or leave, the last game in San Diego, the Chargers were 5-10 and at home, nobody in the stands, and the Chargers ended up leaving And in the last game, rookie Tariq Hill took a punt back for a touchdown at the end of the third quarter to blow the doors off the Chargers. They won by 17 points, and that was the last game in San Diego, and it was a fitting ending for a sorry-ass franchise. And childhood me decided to not root for the Chargers anymore, and it was difficult the next season not watching the Chargers for the first six weeks. And then after that, it just felt good. And it felt fine. And then after that, the Chargers ended up leaving. I stopped rooting for them. There was a brief infatuation with the Falcons. And then Patrick Mahomes came into my life. And at the time, I was really down on sports and a depressed part of my life, really stressed, um, really, you know, down (laughs) in general. And the escape of watching Patrick Mahomes was fun. And as a result, Patrick Mahomes carried me for four years as we began doing this dumb little podcast thing. Anyways... I call myself a recovering Chargers fan like it's an addiction because rooting for a team like that, which Bomani Jones refers to as a narcotic, it really does feel like a narcotic sometimes, rooting for bad football because you get all the lows and the high just feels temporary. It feels fleeting. You can convince yourself that it feels good, but ultimately it doesn't feel good. It's going to leave you feeling sad. It's going to leave you feeling upset. It's going to leave you emotionally torn. And sometimes when we're in those situations, rallying around a community of losers can be a really helpful situation. I say losers in the nicest, most loving way possible because, God, I love losers in sports. I grew up rooting for San Diego. You learn to love losers because you root for a bunch of losers and minor league franchises and teams that don't belong who have awesome moments like Patrick Beverly chucking the jersey and people crying and having all sorts of amazing moments like the the Timberwolves had last year, what I'm experiencing in Sacramento right now. So all of that to say, I take a special level of joy when the Chargers lose. It's a, it's a special, I laugh at everyone when they do dumb shit. Like we laughed at the Colts, we laughed at the Vikings. Like we laugh at everyone when dumb shit happens. When it happens to the Chargers, it's just a little extra special for me. Because again, Marlon McCree had the game-winning interception and got stripped against the Patriots in 2006. Phillip Rivers went 0-12 in his career against Tom Brady. The Chargers won 11 straight regular season games, lost to the Jets in the first playoff game. 
The next year, number one offense and number one defense in the sport missed the playoffs. 2013, they end up making a fun playoff run. Then 2016, the team moves, 5-11 and season. First year in Los Angeles, they're playing in a soccer stadium, and they lose the first four games of the season because of missed kicks. First four games of the entire season due to missed kicks. Then they blew 10-point leads in eight games over the next three seasons playing in a soccer stadium. They blew eight double-digit leads over three seasons, which I know the Raiders gave up five this year and we're used to that. Like, that ain't normal. That's Atlanta Falcons' level of bullshit by the Chargers. Then the 2019 season. We don't have to go back to that. Phillip Rivers falls apart, blah, 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 blah. They get Justin Herbert and... The part that I skipped over in 2017, the day that they left San Diego, three months later, as I'm giving up my Charger fandom and everyone in San Diego has to make a tough decision, Patrick Mahomes gets drafted by Kansas City. And now they're going to run that division the way the Patriots do. And it's just so wonderful to see the Chargers fuck up. Because the San Diego sports curse, you can leave San Diego, but the curse was like, we're going to give you one more L on the way out. Because just as you leave town, Kansas City's going to draft Mahomes, and they're going to win 15 division titles in 16 years. And you're going to be relegated to being a team that always gets close, but never gets to Kansas City. And so... Then we get to the 2019 season. Then we get to, they get Justin Herbert. And then they get to 2021. Remember, they were so close. They spent three years trying to dig themselves out of that 2019 season. By 2021, the Chargers, they're so close. They're two games back of the division, and they have a Thursday night game against Kansas City. And they're winning. The game goes to overtime because Kansas City ties it up. And in overtime, Mahomes throws that touchdown to Kelsey that beats the Chargers and ends their season. And then they end up prisoners dilemmaing themselves out of the playoffs in 2021 because Brandon Staley could have played for the tie. Instead, he called a timeout and Galaxy brained the Chargers out of the playoffs. And then you have this year when they're down seven, second week of the season against Mahomes, Herbert throws a pick six, and you lose, and then on Sunday Night Football, you have a four-point lead against Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes goes right down the field in two minutes and beats you with a touchdown because you're the Chargers. And then they blow a 27-point lead in the wildcard game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm telling you, it's so wonderful. Chargers fans deserve financial compensation for the shit that that team has put them through. And if you're rooting for the Chargers still, congratulations on being a goddamn loser. Loser. Losers. Every last one of you. You can quit. And by the way, I want you to quit. I want you to know there is help on the other end. You don't have to root for the Chargers. You don't have to root for any team. Just don't actively make your life worse by rooting for the goddamn Chargers. Don't let Brandon Staley and that Dean Spanos franchise ruin your experience any longer. You can quit. Stop rooting for the Chargers. You will be a healthier, happier person for it. I'm six years removed from being a Chargers fan, and it is wonderful. 
wonderful to have that burden off myself. It helps that I love Patrick Mahomes and can watch Kansas City win and watch Buffalo win and enjoy watching those teams, watching football and covering football. It's a much, much better relationship for me than rooting for a sports team and investing my emotional stability in a corporation that will take my money and dollars like it's prostitution. This is way more fun for me, doing this stupid podcast and furthering my stupid career in sport, getting paid to talk about sports. It's so much better for me, so much better for me. And maybe it doesn't work for you, but either way, your life will be better if you just stop rooting for the Chargers. At the bare minimum, you will have less stress, you will be a happier person, just like you are quitting a narcotic, because the Chargers are a narcotic. The Chargers are alcohol, the Chargers are a drug, whatever you want to point to, they are a narcotic, and you are a healthier person if you stop abusing that narcotic and hoping that it'll all work out in the end. It'll All the pain and all the torment will be worth it in the end. It will not. Trust me. All of that stuff that I listed, and I'm just going to read them off real quick. Marlon McCree, 14-2 team losing. 14-2 team in 2010 loses to the Jets. Number one offense, number one defense, missed the playoffs. Tyree kills, punt return, touchdown, blowout loss, last game in San Diego. Team relocates. Patrick Mahomes gets drafted in your division three weeks later. First four games in Los Angeles, you lose on a missed kick or something with the kicker. Then you end up losing 10. You have eight 10-point leads blown in three seasons when you move to Los Angeles, playing in a soccer stadium. The entire 2019 season, your franchise completely falls apart, move off of Phillip Rivers. Spend two years rebuilding from that. First chance you get to catch Kansas City. Kansas City whoops you in overtime. Then you get a chance to make the wild card. You prisoner's dilemma yourself out of the wild card. This year, you come into the season. Herbert throws a pick six in the end zone right as you have a chance to beat Kansas City. The next game, you're up four points against Kansas City. Mahomes goes down the field, two-minute drills you, season over. Now you're fighting for a wild card again. You make the wild card, and what happens? You blow a 27-point fucking lead against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This franchise does not bring you joy. That's not worth it. I wouldn't wish that pain upon anyone, anywhere, anytime. I would not wish that pain upon someone. So if you are a Chargers fan, there is hope on the other side that you can quit and that you can have a healthier, happier relationship, not just with sports, but just in general in life. It will expand to other facets of your life. So trust me, Stop rooting for the Chargers. The Chargers will only bring you pain. It will, and even when they bring you joy, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Don't do it any more than you already have to. Don't root for the Chargers. If you're a Charger fan out here, you can quit. I will help you through it. We got social medias on here. Hit me up on social media. I will talk to you more about this. It's not worth it. It's been 15 years of pain, and that's just the 15 years that I can point to. I'm sure there was more pain before that when my dad or my grandpa was watching football or my uncles or my aunts were watching football. I'm sure there's more pain associated with that. The last 15 years and the 10... By the way, you're still in a division with Mahomes and Andy Reid. It ain't stopping anytime soon. It's 10 seasons where Kansas City is going to whoop dat ass 
10 seasons where Kansas City's going to win 9 out of the 10 division titles. And sure, you can hang on to that one division title that you're going to get the year that Kansas City has an injury or a down season. You can hang on to that one. You can hang on to the one. Is it really worth it? The end of the day. Yeah, your team's going to be fun to watch. They're gonna there are, lots of NFL teams are fun to watch. If you have to root for a team, pick another one. Pick one that's not going to end your season in absolute heartache. Even if it's another loser, don't end a season in one that's going to have absolute heartache. Trust me, I've been through it. I'm a happier, healthier person, and I want other Chargers fans to be happier and healthier as well because the San Diego sports curse has cursed you to live in a division with Patrick Mahomes, and that franchise with Dean fucking Spanos is going to do the work for you. So enjoy it while you have it. It is enjoy rooting for your terrible football team and enjoy your Justin Herbert. The Chargers have now gone what? Philip Rivers 15 years into 15 years of Justin Herbert, they're not going to win shit with either. They might win a couple division titles, and you know how those are going to end? Marlon McCree fumbles, a 14 and 2 team that loses in the playoffs to the Jets, and a team that prisoners dilemmas themselves out of the playoffs, and then a team that blows a 27-point lead to the Jaguars. Other than the team leaving your hometown, if you are a San Diego Charger fan, like they're giving you an out. If you're a Charger fan in another city, God, why are you doing that to yourself? But also, they're giving you an out right now. I, I don't akin sports teams to relationships because no one should invest that level of emotional stability into a sports team the way that they do a, re- a loving relationship with people who you actually care about. If we're going to do the stupid sports are like a relationship, they are giving you an out. They have messed up so many times and aren't changing their behavior. And by the way, it's not like this is a two-way street. You're not in a relationship with your sports teams. Your sports teams are corporations. They are prostituting you for money and emotional support to keep you spending money. Do not invest the level of emotional care and stability that one might need to be a Charger fan because it's just not worth it. They're giving you an out right now. Take the out. Get out while you can right now. Quit the Chargers and move on with your life. I bet you something else wonderful will come along in the near future. So that's my Chargers rant. I'm so elated to watch them blow a 27-point lead because I wish nothing but awful things for Dean Spanos for not only fielding awful teams for years and years and being cheap and being a morally objectable person, but for also taking the football team away from my hometown and the people who I love and care about. So screw you, Chargers. Take that L, and I am so happy that I don't have a leg in the race and can only enjoy the same way that I enjoy a 33-point blown lead by the Colts or Matt Ryan choking or whatever you want to point to. I'm so glad that I can laugh at the Chargers and have a stable of Chargers fans who I can make fun of. So that's what I got coming out of that game. If you want some actual football analysis, Buffalo retook the lead against the Miami Dolphins in that game. We'll wait until NFL Monday. 
to break down that game and uh, a little bit of Brock Purdy and Seattle. And if Giants and Vikings is a close game, I'm sure we'll talk about that. And if Bengals and Ravens has anything interesting, I'm sure we'll we'll put together a podcast with that as well. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, take it easy. We'll talk to you again uh, probably in the next episode here. And uh, as we're recording this, it looks like Buffalo just muffed a punt. I know it's dumb to do this type of analysis on podcasts. And Buffalo recovered. So, Josh Allen, you're going to be fine. Skylar Thompson is 11 for 31, and I'm sure that Buffalo is going to end up winning this game. Take it easy, everybody.